Welcome to the Hudson Wesleyan Church Podcast, a recording of the weekly messages of Pastor Wesley Rowan during the Sunday worship service. We trust the time you spend listening will enhance your relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, here is Pastor Wes. Usually, uh, I am sharing a, a message or a thought that God has um, given me. I will tell you a certain passage in your, script, in your Bible that you can turn to. Um, but this morning, I actually just want to invite you to listen to some story from the Scripture, to some story from the Bible, okay? The Bible says in the book of Joshua, uh, chapter 1, that God was talking to Joshua. Now, Joshua was one of the leaders of the children of Israel. You remember the stories about Moses from the Bible? Well, Joshua was the leader that took over after Moses, okay? And Moses was going, or Joshua was going into a brand new time of his life. For Joshua, it's not quite the same, but it, was, it would almost be like when you graduate and then you're moving on to that first job. Or maybe even when you graduate from kindergarten and now you're expected to be a, a, a full-blown elementary schooler or maybe that first day in high school, okay? Joshua had always kind of been there with Moses and now he's kind of been given the reins. He's kind of expected to know what to do. And God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For I will be with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Now, if you go to school in the morning, or parents, when you send your kids off to a, a school facility, and, and even if you're homeschooled, there are certain times when, when the kids are, are off doing something unique or individual, certainly our college students, when they go to the campus and, and, and kind of leave mom and dad, there are times when we can't be in our comfort zone anymore. In fact, I was thinking this week about all of the people who, when, when a school year starts, are facing something that is unknown to them. Now, I'm, I'm married to a teacher, and I've gone through many beginnings of the school year. Can I tell you it's a secret about teachers? They've got as much stuff that they're uncertain about on the first day of school as you do. Okay? I know because I've got kids that sometimes you go into that first day of school and you're wondering about, oh, what's my teacher going to be like? And, are, you know, are they, are they, am I going to understand everything? And what about our classroom? Who am I going to be sitting with? Can you imagine having all those questions but having them about 25 different people at the same time? You're worried about your teacher. And your teacher's got all of these students that they're getting used to. Principals have hundreds of students that are their responsibility. And so the school year starts, and even for parents who are sending their kids off, even when we've done it year after year, there's always that little bit of waiting till the end of the first day to find out whether or not it looks like it was going to be a good day or a good school year or not. And even if you're beyond that phase of life, you don't have to get up and, and go uh, to school in the morning or you're not driving the bus or teaching at the, at the classroom. We all are at some phase in our life where we are experiencing some things that are not necessarily laid out for us very clearly. We'd love it, wouldn't we? If you were just given a roadmap when you turned five years old and it said, look, here's what's going to happen in your life. Here's the dates and the times so you know what to expect and everything's going to be normal. You'd love that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you? You know, which, you know which days your teeth are going to fall out on and you would know uh, which days are going to be sunny and you can hang out with your friends and when the big homework assignments are going to be and you could just have it all laid out. 
But life's not like that, is it? Well, these children of God in the Old Testament, the Israelites, went through their own series of ups and downs where they were constantly facing new circumstances. And that's what I want to tell you about just for a few minutes this morning. Remember that God had told them in the Old Testament when he was talking to Abraham in Genesis that they were going to be a very special, unique group of people for him. Just special and unique to God. He created us. He knows everything about you. But as time went on, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, eventually the children of Israel ended up in Egypt. And that was not going so well, was it? And God uses Moses to deliver them out of Egypt. And then that's where Joshua eventually comes along. And then there's more to the story. They, they finally have their own place to live and their own community and their own land to call their own that God had given them. And yet they're still going through ups and downs. They're still facing uncertainty. Sometimes they did the wrong thing. Have you ever done the wrong thing? You messed up and you weren't sure how to fix it? Yeah? If you're not sure, if you have, ask your parents. They'll fill you in. They'll let you know. It probably happened this morning. But we have those ups and downs. They went through that. And sometimes then they had to recover from bad choices they made and they were back asking God to help them. But all along the way, the one constant that never changed is that God was always wanting to be with them. You know what's beautiful, students? When you walk into the classroom, whether it's here in Hudson or in a different community, at a private school, at home, home school classrooms, wherever you're at, God is right there with you. It's great to have pastors and parents who love us and care about us and want to help us understand God. But God is also with you even when those people are not around. That's what he said to Joshua. You can be courageous because I am with you no matter where you go. School personnel, when you're staring down that bus full of kids or that classroom full of kids or that school building full of kids, parents, when you're away from your kids and they, they're off on your, their own, and as nerve-wracking as it is, I'm sure for those of us when we send our kids off to school, kindergarten's a rough first day, right? You know, that first day of kids going off to college, I'm not there yet. Uh, thankfully, but I imagine that's probably not an easy pill to swallow. Parents watching their kids go off as adults. And we start to wonder whether or not we've prepared them for the journey. Right? Even for you, God is right there with you. Now that seems simplistic to say, that that's true. Well, is it? What does it mean? And we're actually, the sermon series that we're going to start in two weeks about searching for answers, we're going to answer some of those questions or attempt to answer some of them as we go down that, that path, that journey. But I want to read another verse to you from the story of God interacting with his children in the Old Testament. It comes from the book of Exodus. So Genesis tells us the story about God creating and about God calling Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Exodus tells us about the journey that those Israelites went on once they left Egypt, where they had been enslaved. 
Moses said to God, now I want you to, to, to picture this with me, okay? God has appeared to Moses and said to Moses, I'm going to send you on a new journey. This is worse than the first day of school. This is more complicated than the first day of a new job or the first day of college. God says to Moses, hey, you know how all the Israelites are slaves in Egypt? I'm going to send you to bring them out of bondage, to bring them out of slavery. You're going to lead them. And Moses immediately thinks, I've got two problems on my hands. The first problem that I have is that why would, these, why would my fellow Israelites listen to me? Why, why would they listen to me? I'm, not very, I'm actually not very popular with them. And then he's got another bigger problem on his hand. Even if they'll listen to me, the Egyptian pharaoh, the king, he's the one that has made them in, enslaved. He's certainly not going to listen to me. It would be like you or me trying to walk up to the White House and knock on the door and tell the president that we think we have the answers to what he should be doing. There's a lot of steps, even if he were inclined to listen to you, there's a lot of steps between where you are and being able to get the ear of the most powerful man in the world or woman in the world, right? So Moses is like, I've got a real problem on my hands. He says, I'm going to go do what you told me to do. And I'm going to say to them, God is with me. God has given me this opportunity. Just like God has given you the opportunity. School, work, career, home, wherever you're at. God is the one that has sent me on this journey. But what if they say to me, God, who is this God? What is his name? Now, when you ask somebody their name, it's usually just because you don't know what to call them if you want their attention, right? So you sit down next to a kid at school on the first day, maybe that you don't know, and you might look at him and just say, well, what's your name? So we know what, how to exchange with each other. But in older days, a name was not just how we identified which person we were talking about, but a name was also a description. It really talked about what kind of person you were. And so Moses is saying, not only are they going to want to know whether or not you really put this, this opportunity in front of me, they're going to want to know whether I've really talked with you. They're going to say, what is your name? But they're going to want to know a little bit about who you are. And what am I supposed to tell them? And God said to Moses, tell them, that I am has sent you. Well, let's just be honest with each other. That sounds like an answer that's not very helpful. If Moses says to, uh, says to God, all right, God, tell me how to describe you. What am I supposed to tell them? And God says, well, just tell them that I am. It sounds to me like a little bit of a who's on first, what's on second sort of situation that God's doing here, okay? And, and what, what is that? But here's what God was getting at. The same thing that he was going to tell Joshua some years down the road. I am everything that you need. I'm a story in a history book. I'm not an I was. When you open up your social studies books this year and you're reading about things that happened in our country's past or in, in world history, 
they're always written how? In the past tense. What does it mean for something to be in the past tense? Any scholars want to fill us in on that? What's, what's it mean for something to be in the past tense? It means it already, what? Yeah, it already happened, right? So when you break open your history book, you're reading about things that have already taken place. All right? Now, you might go over to science class, and you might learn about things that are happening in the present tense, which means they're happening right now, right? You might observe things. Wow, this is, this is what's going on, okay? You might go to a philosophy or a, a sociology class, and you might talk about what might happen if we did this, that, or the other, and that's in the future tense, right? What will happen? God says, whether you're then or now or in the future, I still am. God is never in the past tense. He never was a thing. He is everything. God is never just something that is going to be. He is something that is right now. He is a, an individual, a, a, an entity, a, a person that we can rely on right now. Not a person like you and I are people, but, but a being. A spirit. And he says, tell them that I am. I am with you. I am for you. I am the peace that you need. I am the strength that you need. I am the guidance that you need. I am the wisdom that you need. I am the help that you need. I am, and I'm not going anywhere. There's never going to be a day. What God was saying is there's never going to be a day when you say, well, it was nice having God around for a little while. That was pretty good. He always is. Parents, as tough as it is for us, when we send our kids off to school or to university or to their careers, the I am is still with them. He is still the I am. He's not just the God that you taught them about. He is the God who still cares about them. Students, when you feel alone and uncertain and, 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 and maybe like you're not sure what to do or whether or not anybody cares about you, and sometimes we feel those things, especially in new settings, God still is. He still loves you. He's still there for you. He is the I am. Fast forward all the way into the New Testament part of the Bible. Jesus, the Son of God, is talking to some of his followers. And he says to them this phrase. It's a very well-known scripture. But I want you to notice what he says. He says to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What did he say at the beginning? I am. It's the same phrase that God used in the Old Testament. I am, not I'm going to be, not I was, not I hope to be, not I'm crossing my fingers, not I'm, I'm hanging on for dear life. I am, and what am I? I am the way. That means he shows us. How to live. I am the truth. We can rely on him for what is true. And I am the life. I am the source of not just your life here and now, but for eternal life. I'm the source of all of that. I am the way, 
the truth, and the life. Look, I know there's uncertainty. I know you've got questions. I know there are days at school and at work and at college and all the places that we go at home, there are days when there's more questions than answers. I know that. But he says, I am the way, the truth, the life. I want to give you one more little glimpse of the beauty of what all of this means. Did you know then that when you go into school or you go into your workplace or you're talking to your neighbors in the backyard or you're hanging out with your friends or wherever you are, that if you have a relationship with Jesus, you also get to participate in what he is doing for the people around you. That means when you go to school and you sit down next to a kid who nobody else seems to want to talk to and you're willing to sit down and be nice to them and have a conversation with them, you're not just being nice. You are being what Jesus He's being loving and good and kind. That means when you work your heart, as hard as you can, as diligently as you can on your academics to do well, because you want to learn, you want to know truth. You are pursuing truth. You are pursuing the things that Jesus is all about. That means that when you are in the workplace or if you work at a school and you're dealing with more headaches than seem worthwhile, that the God who created the universe is still placing you in that situation to be good and loving and helpful and a light and maybe sometimes a difficult dark place to the people around you. That is what he's calling us to do. So God says to Joshua, I'll be with you wherever you go. You can be courageous. I'll be with you. He says to Moses, I am. Not I was, not I will be. I am. And then he says to us in the New Testament through Jesus, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. And then he says to you, kids through adults today, I am inviting you to be that as well. In the, in the world that you're going out to this week, when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning and anything seems like a better idea than going to school. God is still inviting you into an experience of who he is and, and where he is sending you for the day. Parents, whether you stay at home or you go to your uh, workplace while the kids are at school, whatever it is, God is inviting you into that space tomorrow. It's not just, well, I've got to do it. It's an invitation from the God of the universe to join him in being and pursuing the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to close our service in just a moment with a word of prayer. If you want to stand with me. I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I invite you, in, in the silence of your own heart, to just intentionally tell God, you know what, God? Wherever you put me, tomorrow, this week, this year, next year, wherever you put me, wherever you send me, whatever it is that you're doing, I want to be part of what you're doing. I want to be pursuing the truth. I want to be following your guidance. And I want to do it all with knowing that you are right with me. Okay? So I'm going to pray that over you. And while I'm praying it over you, I want to invite you to tell the very same thing to God in your own heart. Lord, thank you 
for being I am, for being with us wherever we go. And thank you for loving us and for giving us opportunities. A journey, sometimes challenging, but one where you still stay with us every step of the way. Lord, I pray again for all those involved in new endeavors this year. They're, they're not all school related. Some of them are some other things. But we all need you with us wherever we go. So bless us with your grace and peace. May we honor you with how we live. And we pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will rest on us and abide with us. Go with us now and in the days to come. For we pray it in His name. Amen. This message is a ministry of Hudson Wesleyan Church, where our mission is to see lives transformed for the glory of God. For more information, you may contact the church at 517-448-6411 or at HudsonWesleyan.org. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.